All right, all right, all right. Thank you for giving this, the Ready, Set, No Show, a listen, a gander through your ears, because that's how you're listening, through your eardrums. The Ready, Set, No Show, all up in your eardrums. My name is Daniel. Last name shall remain nameless. Daniel Nameless. Kind of catchy now that I say that out loud. But what is the deal with this podcast, you might be thinking? What I like to do is I like to combine mainstream media and regarding why they're portraying certain stories. Stutter much, Daniel? Yeah, I just did. Don't do that often. Pick apart why they're portraying particular stories, and I'm not going to preach to you regarding what's right and what's wrong. I would like to give you the overall perspective. I like to go through at least three different sources of information regarding a particular news story. Because there's no right, there's no wrong, there's no one side or two sides to a story. There's a lot of opinion involved in the news today. And it's hard to pick that out unless you find multiple sources. Then see what's overlapping. And that's the news. And past the mainstream media talk, because you can listen to that anywhere. I want to give you information about parts of the world you probably don't know anything about. Probably information on stories that should be mainstream media, but isn't. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And in future episodes, I have some ideas. I'm going to give you information on just things you're probably not aware of. It might not be as depressing. It might be cool. Just things I think are cool. I got the next episode, I'm going to be talking about a country that you probably never heard of. And why I want to talk about them is I think the country has a really cool name. Probably the coolest name in every country ever made. But I also want to give you some jokes, some ha-ha moments. And I'm going to also give you a little bit about me. Why am I doing this podcast? Why should you listen to me? I'm a scholar, a world traveler, and a bona fide sex machine. Hint, one of those is a lie. And hint, the more detailed somebody gets, the more likely they're lying. And the last hint, if you haven't figured it out which one was a lie, it's the last one. That's kind of what I like to do. Give you some information, some seriousness, and I'll even that out with some silliness. The seriousness and even in silliness all combine into the Ready, Set, No show. And here we go. Oh, that was horrible. How cheesy was that? But the mainstream media article topic I keep hearing about, and I can't believe it's been weeks and it's still not going away, is about this white teenager standing way too close to the old Native American man. You already know what I'm talking about. That's all I needed to say. I don't need to go into why standing too close, because why and where and all the tangibles regarding a story, depending where you get your news, if you get the, your news from conservative sources, they're going to place the blame on the Native American man and vice versa if you get your news from a liberal source. What do I think about this? I think it's all hogwash. It's all baloney. It's all gaga. Let me use that. Let me think of some more outdated terms. It's all shenanigans, say. Yeah, that's what I did. I did that. I did that. Yeah. But the biggest part of this story, and what's starting to surface now, which is I think is the most intriguing part, some reports are saying that this story, that photo, has become such a big deal because it's a hot topic item, sure. 
but it's become such a big deal because that's kind of uh, what's happening in this Mueller probe investigation with the Donald Trump administration. Kind of a big deal, isn't it? Again, I'm not going to combine the two. They are not related. But the mainstream media doesn't want to look into the source of why it became a big deal because this is a goldmine story for them. They've been talking about this story for weeks. And no one's going to get too mad because no one's going to get offended with this story. I see a lot of people getting heated online. Don't know why. Go get a life. But no one got hurt. You know, this isn't a situation, a more serious situation. Like what you see in the border just 50 miles south of me. I'm in San Diego, California. I think I might have glossed over that, have I not? I'm in San Diego. And no need for me to tell you uh, what San Diego, California means. Because uh, Ron Burgundy did that for me. And a hint, that's a joke. San Diego doesn't really mean what he says it means. And there's no need for me to repeat it. But just 50 miles south of me, there are thousands upon thousands of refugees staying in refugee camps in Tijuana, Mexico. People have died. But we're talking about teenagers standing too close to an old man. Take away the race. They're both Americans. Why is it such a big deal? When you think of it from that perspective, doesn't it sound silly? That's a perspective I instantly thought of. Maybe you got nitty-gritty into this story. And if you did, why? Why? There's a lot more serious things in the world happening today. And I'll give you an example about one you might not have known. You not might have. You probably don't. If you do know, you went out of your way to find it. And that's a situation that's been happening for about five years. And it's been building before five years, but it's become a powder keg the last five years. And that's in Burma slash Myanmar. Myanmar. I'm going to mispronounce this country. Because why? Because Burma and Myanmar are the same country. Why does it have two different names? Because the English colonized this country and renamed it to Burma. And why am I going to mispronounce Myanmar? Because there's a portion of San Diego that I work really close to that's called Myanmar. They sound very similar, don't they? So don't blame me. I wanted to keep saying Myanmar because that's what the natives use. That's their name for their own country. and They should be the ones that decide the name for their country, correct? But chances are you don't know where that is. It's in Southeast Asia. And you probably never heard of that country because they don't get any attention. They're not a wealthy country. They're west of Thailand on the map. One of those countries you don't pay attention to very likely. I'm going to refer to it as Burma because that's easier for me to say, and I don't want to keep butchering their country. And if you are from that country and you take offense to me saying Burma, feel free to message me at the ready, set, no show at gmail.com. There's no the. I said the. No the. Ready, set, no show at gmail.com. I am working on social media, other avenues, working on a lot of big deal things, big deal to me at least. And as the episodes add up, that information will be more readily available for you. And if you are from this country and you want to send me some hate mail, feel free. But I don't want to butcher your country's name over and over and over. I think you'd probably take more offense to that 
if I did, right? I would. I'm owning that. I'm going to screw up that name the vast majority of the time. Enough about the name. There's a group of people who have also a very difficult nerm. Nerm. I term. See, that's why I don't want to say Myanmar because I don't even know how to say regular words properly. I own this. We're not all perfect. Me screwing up particular easy words is kind of a big deal doing a podcast. I'm going to point it out. I'm not going to make you listen and be like, did he just say that word really weird? I'm going to point it out. I'm going to drag it out and illustrate how dumb I speak sometimes. How dumb I speak. Now, that's bad grammar, too. But, hey, think you could do better? Go do a podcast or send me hate mail about how dumb I am. I'd appreciate that. That's a joke. I'm not going to appreciate that, but I would appreciate the time you spend into that and ask you, why are you doing that? Don't be a hater, dude. Don't do that. Don't be mean. That's not nice. Well, there's a group of people that's not nice. I'm going to get to a serious topic. Like I said, I'm going to go back and forth with the silliness and seriousness. If you take offense to that, sorry, not sorry. There's a group of people in Burma called the Rohingya. And I'm not going to be the only person mispronouncing this. I looked up seven different websites to how to pronounce their, their, this group of people. It's R-O-H-I-N-G-Y-A. And on all seven websites, and I listen to YouTube to listen to how, how do you pronounce this group of people. And I all the comments said, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of debate on how do you pronounce the Rohingya. I think I'm saying it right. Nonetheless, now when you go to a country like Burma, where the majority of people are the same ethnicity, you don't have the same problem that you have in the United States, as I mentioned with the Caucasian kid and the Native American man. People don't identify with the way they look. They kind of all look the same. There's no real obvious divide there. When you go to countries like this, they, divide, they find different ways to divide themselves. It's human nature to point out the differences. Is that a good thing? Absolutely not. It's human nature. That's just what we do. And I'll give you an example of somewhere I recently went to, and that's in Lebanon. And surprisingly enough, believe this or not, most of the people in Lebanon are Lebanese. Shocker, right? Lebanese people, they, they obviously, they look... The same but different, you know what I mean? Just like Italians, Northern Italians are taller than Southern Italians, things like this, but they're still Italian. Same thing with Lebanon. Some are lighter skin, brown hair, some are darker skin, black hair. Get it? Good. But people in Lebanon, there's a big divide, and their divide is regarding religion. Lebanon, for the longest time, was an obvious major majority country of Christianity. And now it's starting to become more 50-50 as Islam is starting to crouch into the country. That's what's creating a lot of tension in this country. And what happens is, if you're applying for a job, if you fill out a job application in the United States, one of the last steps they ask you, what's your ethnicity? You have to put that down. You can, You don't have to. You can skip that step. But it is a question you will see on every job application in the United States. The same thing happens on job applications in Lebanon. What religion are you? They will see our racial question as offensive, and we would see the religious question as offensive. 
when you think about it, they're both offensive, aren't they? Why does your employer need to know that information? Your potential employer. That makes it even worse, doesn't it? Uh, we need to hire some more Native Americans today. Reversed racial profiling does exist now. But that's an American thing. That's not something that can exist in countries like Lebanon and back to the original country of Burma. So these Rohingya people, the majority of them are Muslim, about 98%. So it's a not just the majority, it's the overwhelming amount are Muslim. And Buddhist Burmese people are not only trying to get rid of them, they've been killing them. Over 1,000 murders have taken place. And over half a million Rohingya people, not sure how do you, the pearl form of that term, and I apologize if you are from that group, feel free to send me a message and correct me, and I, I'll accept that hate because uh, I deserve it, I suppose. And they fled. Their villages have been burned. Their homes are gone. Their existence as they knew it have been evaporated. They've been mostly going to Bangladesh, a country to the west who is more welcoming of followers of Islam. Now you might say, okay, they, they might have a better life there. Bangladesh is one of the poorest countries in the world. So they had a, a, their home, their standard of life, the way they grew up, and another group of people from the same country came, either killed them or kicked them out. What's that sound like to you? Sounds like something uh, very similar to what happened in World War II. Isn't that the case? Hmm. Maybe I'm making a leap. I don't think I am, though. And the Bangladesh, it's an incredibly poor country. And if you're homeless in Bangladesh, that is a lot worse than being homeless in San Diego. A homeless person in San Diego is living in a mansion compared to a homeless person in Bangladesh. So the term homeless, and what I'm trying to give you is perspective, because everything is relative. So if you want to be a homeless person, you're going to pick San Diego's probably in the top five places you want to be homeless, is it not? And probably in the bottom five is Bangladesh. Now even the term, the Rohingya, this is the way they identify themselves. It's been banned. The Burmese government banned this term in 1982. So this hatred against this group of people, it's not a five-year, ten-year thing. It's a long-term thing. And it's really been mounting up since the English colonization. The English left this country in about 1989. And ever since then, this hatred against this group of people has been mounting slowly and surely. And now it's gotten to the point where when you put Burma or Myanmar into a Google search, the second thing that pops up is genocide. And that's sad. Imagine the city you live in. You put your city name in Google, and the second thing that pops up is murder. Not just genocide, just murder. Wouldn't that make you feel bad? Wouldn't that make you be like, ooh, I might need to move. I shouldn't be proud of where I live because it's been associated with murder, a genocide. 
And no one knows about this. No one's talking about this. And why? There's a multitude of reasons of why. It's really incredibly sad. But there's a Syrian refugee crisis, and that's infiltrating Europe. And as I mentioned before, there is a caravan of immigrants in, T in Tijuana slash Mexico. Slash Me Tijuana is in Mexico. I've been there before. It's a cool spot to go if you haven't gone. They're infiltrating the United States. So we have more Western localized, more centric information. So Southeast Asia, their refugee crisis doesn't really affect the Western world. And no, they're not really going to Australia. Not many Australians are welcoming these people because it's pretty far away and it's hard for them to get to Australia on foot or on boats. In Myanmar, like I said, I was going to screw that up. I just did it. Burma's a long ways away from Australia. So I wanted to give you that information. Look that up when you get the chance. It's one of those things, unfortunately, that takes a long time to really develop. It takes a long time to really see how bad it got. got. And that's what happened in Syria. We're all aware of how bad Syria got. About, what, a year? year and a half ago? It's been bad for over five years, and just the mainstream media never picked it up. That's how it goes. Once it gets bad enough for people, for them to get everyone to feel bad, that's when they pick it up. Hopefully, it doesn't get that bad in Burma, where the mainstream media picks it up, because if they do, that means you know it got worse than what I'm speaking about it today. And it doesn't seem like it will. Most of the chaos was from early 2018. It seems like it might have simmered down the last six months or so, but all it takes is a Muslim girl bumping into a Buddhist monk. And that's what happened in the past. And that's what set off a huge riot. A simple act, a simple accident of a little kid bumping into a monk sets off a powder keg. That's what sets off a lot of things. A powder keg. Maybe this Caucasian teenager standing a little too close to an old Native American man. Maybe that's a powder keg too. Maybe that's why that news story is getting so much attention. It's possible. That's the only logical thing I can think of why people are so invested in that story. <sighs> that's some serious stuff, huh? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this on a, on a lighter note. I want to end this with a confession. Can't believe I'm going to say this on the first podcast. Can't believe it. This is who I am. This is what I have become. I have to confess that I am a fan of Takashi 69. Yeah. The rapper with the rainbow hair, rainbow teeth, the face tattoos. And I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to preach. But I'm going to preach right now. Hey, face tattoos, don't ever do it. You have a face tattoo, I don't want you listening to my podcast. I don't want you to. I don't want you to get ready, set, no on your face. I don't want you to do it, but if you do, please send me an email of it because that would be awesome. Not awesome in a bad way. Awesome in a bad way. 
kind of cool too, but kind of cool in a bad way. But yeah, I'm a fan of his music. I like his voice. Do I feel dumber listening to it? Yes. Do I feel guilty listening to it? Yes. Is he in prison? Yes. Is he going to be in prison for a long time? Yes. How long? Well, they just came out this today. I'm recording this in early February. That's not a day. That's a time frame. But I don't want to tell you the exact date because iTunes is messing with me right now. I don't know when I'm able to upload this because they're taking the sweet time uploading my RSS feed, which is technical term for podcast talk. But right now he's 22 years old. He has 69 tattooed on his forehead. If you didn't know by now, now you know. And he has about... 50, 75, it's hard to gauge, but he has like cheetah print style tattoos all over one of his arms. It says 69. A million times from far away, it looks like cheetah print. That's why I like listening to. That's not my favorite. It's a guilty pleasure. It's a recent guilty pleasure. I don't know why I like I like his voice. Kind of reminds me of a metrosexual mixed with DMX, mixed with the troll doll. I guess that's the best way to put it. And I like DMX. My high school quote, if it ain't rough, it ain't D. Slash by DMX. Was that cool then? No. Is it cool now? Maybe. You tell me. I don't know. It's kind of weird for me to say my high school quote is cool. Kind of a not so cool thing to say. My high school quote's the coolest. I haven't been in high school in over 15 years. I'm still going to talk about that. Yeah. But I give the kid credit because his songs are short. They look really cheaply made. And in this short tan expansion of this generation, short songs get you more clicks. So I give him credit for that. But as I mentioned, he was, he's 22 years old and he just confessed to Nine different counts of money racketeering, tax evasion, selling drugs, and supposedly, not really need to say supposedly anymore because he admitted it, he put a hit. He wanted to eliminate by murder his competition in the rap game. So he did all the trifecta of what you think rappers do. Tax evasion, money laundering, slash drugs, and killing people. This guy is a real garbage person. I want to say something else. I think you could tell my hesitation there. I'm going to try to keep this PG. This guy, this kid, is 22. All nine counts. He got a, got a plea deal, apparently. And they're going to equal 47 years in prison. He's 22. 47 years in prison. Do the math. That equals 69. That's as if he knew he was going to be in prison until he was 69 before he even got into prison. This time, he's been in prison multiple times before. It's like he's going to walk around the prison, and they're going to ask him, Hey, how long are you here till? How old are you going to be when you get out? And he's going to need to point to his forehead. Point, like, just roll up one of his sleeves and just show up. I got all, you tell me, man. You, what number do you see? Is that a bad joke? I don't know. I think it was kind of clever on my part doing the math like that. But hey, there's more to come. Feel free to give me suggestions, recommendations, hate mail, threats. All of the above would be cool. 
readysetnoshow at gmail.com. As I mentioned before, I'm working on other social media aspects for you to reach me easier than old school Gmail and email. It's kind of an outdated thing to do now, isn't it? If it doesn't feel that way, you're kind of old. I'm sorry to tell you. But hey, episode one, Ready, Set, No Show. And hopefully, you don't feel dumber by listening to me as I feel dumber listening to Takashi 6 9 Thank you.